You're listening to audio from Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. To find out more about Highland, go to www.hbcwaco.org. We've been in a series on Sunday morning called Heaven's Edge. Now, I just have one point for you this morning. I know you'll rejoice in that, just one point, but I'm going to get you on the subpoints in a little bit. But one point this morning mainly, and it's simply this, what, what we knew about Jesus as he stood on heaven's edge. We will celebrate so much this week, remember so much this week, that this Christ who, who came, and we'll read the narratives from the Gospel of Matthew and the narratives from the Gospel of Luke, and, and we'll be reminded of this, this baby boy who was born for us. But what did we know about Christ before he came, this eternal son of God before he came? And I think if we understood who Christ was as he stood on the edge of heaven, ready to be wrapped in flesh and to be sent as a child, perhaps this week we will worship him, treasure him, and adore him even in newer ways this Christmas. As we realize, I pray afresh this morning, who came? what we knew about Jesus as he stood on heaven's edge. You can consider these with me. You can write these down. You can memorize one or two of them. But let's consider these together this morning. What we knew about Christ, first of all, is that he was Emmanuel, God with us. We already knew from the prophet Isaiah that that would be his name, that he would be the God who would come and live among us, who would live with us. As the message translation says, he would move into our neighborhood. He would become one of us. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. We knew this about Christ even before he came on that Bethlehem entrance. That he was the God who would be with us. Secondly, what do we know about Christ as he stood on heaven's edge? We knew him to already be the ruler. From even before eternity, the ruler of all things, the sovereign king over creation, all that we see, all that we do not see. He was already the ruler of all things. For the prophet Micah, before the entrance of Christ into this world, wrote to us in Micah chapter 5 verse 2, but as for you, Bethlehem Ephratah, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth from me to be the ruler in Israel. And his goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. This Christ that we will celebrate this week, this Christmas week, has been the ruler of all things for all time, from eternity past. What we knew about Jesus as he stood on heaven's edge, we knew him already to be the creator, the son who established the entirety of the universe. We knew him to already be the agent of creation of all things, again, seen and unseen. Before this baby was wrapped up and came and dwelt with us in flesh, he was the creator, the son who established the universe. From Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4, the author writes, and the Spirit gives to us, who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has gathered up the wind in the hollow of his hands? Who has wrapped up the waters in his cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is the name of his son? From before the beginning of time, Christ has existed uncreated before time even began. 
And we know from the Old Testament, he is the creator of all things, the one who has established the universe. What we knew about Christ before he came on heaven's edge, we knew that his name would be Jesus. For he would save us from our sins. As Christ was stepping from heaven's edge to enter into that barn, that barn in Bethlehem, from from the palace of heaven to a trough, the angel dispatched from heaven had already told Joseph the name of this boy and what this boy would accomplish. In Matthew chapter one, verse 21, the angel came to Joseph and said, she, Mary, will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. With your copy of God's word, would you go with me please to Isaiah chapter nine. Let's discover the rest of the screen that is behind me, who this Christ is, who we knew and what we knew about Jesus as he stood on the edge of heaven. Let's go to Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven this morning, a very familiar passage at Christmas time. Isaiah chapter nine, verses six through seven. We used the first portion of verse six this morning to spring us into communion. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. What did we know about Jesus before that Bethlehem entrance? Well, here's the next thing you can write down and the next thing you can consider with me that we might worship him accurately this week, that we might treasure him appropriately this week of Christmas. Here's the next thing we knew already about Jesus before he came. We know that we understood that he was the wonderful counselor. The wonderful counselor. In other words, Jesus is is kind. He's compassionate. He is filled with care for everyone in this house today. He's he's patient. He's a listener. He's, He's a friend. But in case you think you might want to take advantage of that soft title, he's also the mighty God. Not only is he a wonderful counselor, he's also mighty God. Here's your Hebrew word for the day, Gabor El. A a, a warrior God, a champion God. The mighty God, the most powerful warrior. Jesus is, is fierce. He is strong. He is unmistakable. He is unafraid. Jesus is a powerhouse. There is no other category like Christ. He is the wonderful counselor, yet also the mighty God. And I love this one. He's everlasting father. If you want to put it in 2019 language, he's the without end dad. The without end dad. You know, the word everlasting in in the Bible is never, ever used for an earthly king or an earthly ruler or an earthly person. It is only used and and always used only for God and for the Trinity, for, for the God, the father, and for God the sun. You know, look around a, a packed room this morning and I know that some of you in this room, you've had great dads or you have a great dad. 
some of you in this house this morning, you have a, a very absent dad, a dad who is not there for you or a dad who left. Maybe there's some here, maybe many here today that you have had to say a temporary goodbye to your dad. But when you look at the, this quality, this characteristic of, of Christ, we see that he's the everlasting father. In other words, Jesus is that perfect abiding father, the one who said to his people, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. This is Jesus, who's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father. And I know often people will read this passage and say, wait a minute, aren't those descriptors of God the father? It is said here that he's the mighty God and the, and the everlasting father. And certainly mighty God and father are often used to describe God in, in scripture. But what Isaiah is doing, uh, is doing for us here is reminding us of the godness of Jesus, the deity of Jesus. Christ is the Lord. He's reminding us here of who Christ was even before he entered into our world. He's also known, we knew him as the prince of peace even before he came to us. We knew him, verse six, as the prince of peace, not, not the mayor of peace, and not the governor of peace, not the senator of peace, and not the president of peace. Why? Because those are elected positions. This was obtained because his dad is the king. Therefore, he is the prince. In other words, he has authority over all peace. Peace in our world today, we would say, is an absence of war. What, what is not there brings peace. But spiritual peace is what is there. What, what Christ brings and what is the greatest peace any man, any woman, any child in this room can experience, it's right standing with God. That's peace. When Jesus came, he ushered in that peace that we might have right standing with God, And here's the last descriptor of Jesus. I want us to see that we might worship him appropriately this week. He's the king. He's the righteous king, the just king. This is what it says in verse seven. The, the king who would reign forever upon the throne of David and over his kingdom. He would be just. This king Jesus would be just and righteous forever. Remember when the angel came, was dispatched from the edge of heaven and came to Mary in Luke chapter one. Chapter one, the angel said to Mary that this child that you are having, he will sit upon the throne of David. This is a king who is coming. Well, that's Jesus. The government's on his shoulder. He's wonderfully kind in his counseling. He's a given son, the most powerful warrior, without end dad, the, the prince who has authority over all peace. He's a just and righteous king. How will this be? How can this be accomplished? With your Bible open again, would you look with me at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7 once again. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth. And here comes the answer to our question. How will this be accomplished? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. 
God, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of all heavenly armies, he has promised, promised to accomplish this by his zeal. What is the zeal of God? It is his power and his passion. He will do these things. And all of this Jesus, from heaven's edge, stepped into our world and lived a perfect life and then went to our cross and then to prove that he has the power over death rose again on the third day ascended into heaven and will come back for his people one day so this Wednesday morning when you wake up and stockings are ripped and presents are opened and chaos ensues, mom and dad. Let's accurately treasure this Jesus who came from the edge of heaven to save us, to save us. Would you stand with me please as we pray together? Jesus, we desire this week to appropriately worship you, to accurately treasure you. Now that we have been reminded from the word who you were even before you stepped into Bethlehem, our love for you, Jesus, just grows and grows when we consider who you were before you came. And our love for you swells and swells even more when we realize what you have done since you came. A cross, a resurrection, an ascension, a a promised second coming. So this week as we peer into a trough inside of a barn and consider a cooing infant, we can gather easily around a child that was born. But God, it causes our knees to shake when we also consider a son was given to us. Stir our affections this week for all of Jesus not just baby Jesus, all of Jesus. Not just a non-threatening, cooing infant. But may we treasure all of Christ this week. How overwhelmed we are with gratitude on this Sunday before Christmas. Jesus, that you came from heaven's edge save us to walk with us to know us and then to give us the promise that you would never leave you would never forsake and give us the promise that whosoever in this room today would believe upon you Jesus 
would have life that lasts forever. What a reason to celebrate this week. In Christ, the resurrected Savior, we pray together.